his um, his hair hung down over his shoulders almost like a mane. Like he had like long hair coming off his head. Um, I think that it knew that it was scaring us. When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And just darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just, just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. I knew what I heard was God. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. All right, guys, I did it. I created a Patreon account, so go to patreon.com slash thebumppodcast. Check it out. There's five different levels of support starting at just $2. I'm going to have bonus content, merch, and more. So, once again, it's patreon.com slash thebumppodcast. Thank you for your support. I love you guys. Enjoy the show. Hey, believers. On this episode, I just... I continue the conversation that I had in the bonus episode with Michael. Um, in the bonus show, we talked about Bigfoot, and I had that YouTube video that uh, had a lot of the pictures that he sent me. I put into that slideshow for YouTube, so you can kind of look at what he's talking about. Well, in this episode, we kind of had changed pace. Uh, we got off of the Bigfoot topic and started talking about ghosts and spirituality, um, supernatural stuff. And I know not everybody wants to hear uh, me do ghost shows and paranormal shows every day. And some people don't want to hear me do Bigfoot shows every day. So where Michael was able to talk about all of it, he's had a a life of experiences. I figured I would break it into two parts um, where the Bigfoot segment was a little smaller and packed with content. I wanted to have it as a standalone and I thought it it would be cool to do a bonus show. So from here on, on this episode, we go into the uh, the ghosts, the paranormal, the supernatural, angels and demons, everything like that. It's it's a really personal episode for him, and I just didn't want to get um, I didn't want to get too deep into this side, and everyone forget what was going on with the Bigfoot side. I wanted to make sure I separated the two, so you get you know twice the content basically. You know you get two good shows, so. Um, I realized that my mic was echoing. It was part of the same technical trouble that I was having with the week before with Jill, where my speakers went out. Things are still going wonky. And uh, it, it was uh, it, throughout the entire Christmas break. It went for about two, two and a half weeks where I kept having tech trouble. So I'm glad you're, you're just bearing with me through this. Things get better after this, uh, these episodes as far as the audio goes. And uh, I saged my phone, I saged the house, I burnt frankincense and myrrh and uh, Palo Santo. I I did everything I could think of. I prayed and tried to get that equipment going. 
and uh, everything's looking good. So let's hope it stays that way. And let's go ahead and talk to Michael some more. Okay, when I was really young, before my father passed away, um, my cousins and my sister and I were uh, at my dad's apartment and uh, on the reservation. And yeah, that's where my, my dad is a, you know, Blackfeet, the Blackfeet tribe, um, Picani. And uh, we were there in one of the, I think the spare bedroom and we had the lights off and my sister didn't see it, but my cousins and I, we kind of saw this uh, light uh, blue, almost like fireball up in the corner. And it was just kind of like swirling and hovering there. It didn't do anything. And like I said, my, my older sister, she didn't see it, but my cousins and I did. And we just booked it out of the room screaming like, this is crazy. I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> but we were, you know, we were like six, seven years old or something, whatever. Right. Um, so maybe, maybe it was our childhood imagination, but the fact that we all saw the same thing was kind of weird. Um, fast forward a year or two later, we were uh, at our babysitters and uh, their kids uh, had a, one of those toy audio recording devices. And uh, we were, you know, just recording stuff onto the tape, you know, what you know, we'd say stuff and record it and listen to it and haha, it's funny. There's one time we recorded and we went back to listen to what we were, what we were doing, but instead of hearing our voices, we heard uh, this deep bellowing roar. Oh, no. And uh, at the time we were like, well, maybe it's the ghost of a, of a saber toothed tiger and it's just roaring. But you know, as an adult, I mean, it, it could be either some audio interference recording over and over again, or, you know, I, I believe in the spiritual realm and uh, possibly could have been you know, a demon roaring. Yeah. I don't know, but it was just the weirdest thing. And this time my older sister heard it because she was there and uh, our friends, the babysitter's kids, they heard it. That was kind of freaky. Yeah. Um, and then my uh, family has some property um, outside of Kalispell, Montana. Um, actually, it's it's actually really close. It's just like a stone's throw away from uh, the oldest um, homestead in the Calisville area. Um, Call it a Conrad Mansion. The Conrads were one of the original inhabitants, uh, settlers, I should say, <laughs> not not inhabitants, because obviously that would right. go to the First Nations tribes. But one of the first uh, white settlers was the Conrads. And the mansion still stands to this day. They, they consider it haunted and you can have some haunted tours um, throughout the place. And I did that with school, but my family's property is just down the hill from there. I mean, you could basically almost see the Conrad mansion from this property. And it used to be, uh, I think a farming, farming stead because it still has an old barn and, and, and uh, stalls and stuff. Um, but, uh, there was one evening when my uh, sister, my older sister again, she and I had walked out of my uncle's uh, trailer unit, you know, like a pull behind trailer. Yeah. He had uh, parked there because he was visiting from out of town. Uh, we left there and it was about nine, nine thirty at night. And uh, we're walking back towards the house. And uh, we just happened to look back and about, let's say four and a half, five feet up, uh, in the air on the corner of the, the mobile trailer, um, we saw some red glowing eyes. 
and it looked like some dark creature was peeking out from around there. And, you know, and at, at first I thought it was like, oh, maybe it's a demon. But I mean, we, we read, we ran and uh, I was screaming yeah. like kids do. Um, and then of course, you know, getting into Bigfoot, I'm like, well, maybe it was a Bigfoot. But then I was thinking about some of the other stuff that happened to family members on the property to make me think again, maybe it was a demon. Um, my grandma, uh, she passed away several years ago. Um, she was lying in bed and watching, I think, Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune. She was, she was that kind that watched that and would do like Sudoku or crossword puzzles, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, I guess one evening she was doing her normal thing and this uh, paralyzing grip came over her and it started you know, pressing down on her to where she couldn't barely breathe. She couldn't move. She couldn't, you know, cry out for help. And uh, she said that it took her like all her strength, but she commanded in Jesus name to let her go and go away. And at that time, you know, you can guess it lifted off of her and left yeah. the room. She was able to, to breathe again and get up, and, you know, it freaked her out, but you know, she still had to live there. Yeah. Um, and uh, my aunt, her daughter was living there at the time. And uh, she was the last one in the house and she had locked all the doors, including the deadbolt. My grandpa, he was uh, always afraid that someone's gonna come in and break in and get his stuff, yada, yada, yada. Well, so she had deadbolted the door, locked the normal lock and went to her room. It wasn't even five minutes later and she heard the, the creaking noise and she walked out her room and there the front door was wide open the one that she had just locked yeah and so like i said that that was just some of the, the creepy things that happened on that property and i don't know if uh, the tenants living there now uh, we still own the property but it's being rented i don't know if they've had any uh any incidences happen to them because it's you know because it's an older homestead from the uh i'm going to say the earlier 1900s mm -hmm. but uh it was, it was always kind of creepy out there at night. Yeah, man, no doubt. Um, trying to think. I, I want to say that's all the paranormal that I can recall at the time. I don't have my sheet with me. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> um, but I did one time witness uh, a UFO or what I would consider a UFO. Um, I was at a drive-in theater, um, had a buddy with us, and in between the two movies showing, we were just gazing up, looking at stars and satellites and, you know, whatever. Well, we saw these two lights uh, flashing, moving on the same trajectory. You know, they're, they're going uh, along the same path. Well, one was moving faster than the other. Well, when uh, one behind, which was moving faster, got closer to the first light, the first light took a 90 degree angle and shot off into you know oblivion like it just was there and then boom gone and so that is a uh, my only really ufo that i can say for sure i mean i've used uh night vision goggles or not, not really goggles but not, I've, I've used some night vision looked up in the sky and you can see more stars and you can see other moving lights that normally can't with our naked eye right so that's kind of a cool trick so um any questions on any of that yet 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you you obviously believe in the spiritual realm. You said that. Um, I have a a lot of questions about that side. Um, one, it's not really a question. It's just a comment I want to let you know about. Uh, I had no clue when I started this podcast the amount of like the effect that we're talking about the paranormal would have. Um, three times I have spoken to paranormal investigators or people that have just had a lifetime of paranormal experiences three separate times, uh, on these interviews, my calls drop, my tech fails. Um, I did one at, you know, earlier in this week and I, I'm actually going to have to try it again with this guy, um, tomorrow, probably. We tried everything. Um, we had several phone calls that, that wouldn't record on my, on my old standby phone recording app. My ink pen ran out of ink when I was trying to get his phone number down. And then when we finally got into the conversation, we talked for 45 minutes, but it only selected a six minute block to record. It was, it was really weird. Um, one of the times I tried to record with him, the only thing that popped up, it only recorded for 30 seconds. And it was just this one weird noise about five seconds into it. But it seems like when these people have honest experiences, you know, these whatever, these spirits or what are going on, it, it messes with technology. And I, you know, I heard, I listened to a lot of podcasts, you know, I listen to Tony Merkel on the confessionals. I don't know if you listen to that one or not. Yeah, I love Tony. Um, but I've heard him make comments about how, you know, he little things happen or whatever. And I thought, you know, maybe, maybe it's just coincidence. Maybe that's for the show. No, it's real. Uh, <laughs> stuff, stuff happens. And I, I'm not trying to invite anything into my house. In fact, I've, I burn sage. I burn Palo Santo. I burn frankincense and myrrh. I pray constantly. Um, but this last week or so, um, the teenagers here have, have seen things, have felt things. It seems like, uh, hopefully it's just, you know, something passing through, but it talking about it seems to attract it. I can talk about Bigfoot all day long and I don't have any more luck seeing Bigfoot than I ever have had, which is zero. <laughs> but as far as the paranormal goes, it seems like that, you know, it's like a real, you know, talking about it was almost like a conduit. So my question, if I'll ever shut up, my question to you is, what do you think this is, man? I, do you think ghosts are past loved ones? Do you think that they're some kind of uh, maybe a level of heavenly spirit? Do you think it could be all of the above? Do you think that demons or if they're just you know, the ghosts of jerks when they were alive. Uh, what, what do you think we're dealing with, man? And a few years back, Squatch Survival Gear started making packs to help special tactics units around the world survive the rigors of combat. You know, then they decided maybe they can help more people survive. So if you're looking for a rugged pack that you can trust not to fall apart when you need it the most, look no further. Squatch Survival Gear has a pack for you and they will help you survive in the urban jungle to the deepest, darkest woods. 
you know, their packs are made right here in the United States of America, and they mean every component of their packs. Um, every part of it is made in the U.S., and uh, that's just as hard to find as a Bigfoot, is what Chris says. That's the, uh, the guy. <laughs> it's his company. Uh, Squatch Survival Gear. They have gear that will help you survive. Get yours at SquatchSurvivalGear.com. And if you go there today, you can use promo code BUMP10, B-U-M-P-10, and save 10% off of all purchases site-wide. Hey, if you like CBD products or you're looking to try them out for the first time, try HempBombs.com. Uh, Hemp Bombs have been, they, they are the leader in CBD products. Um, best potency for your buck, hands down. Everything is grown right there in the uh, in, in-house you know, from seed to distribution, Hemp Bombs takes care of it all. Uh, they have CBD gummies, lollipops, lip balm, uh, lotions, uh, pet treats. They have everything. Hemp Bombs, H-E-M-P-B-O-M-B-S dot com. Hempbombs.com. Try them out. Um, they even sell sample packs. If you just want to try that, use promo code BUMP, B-U-M-P, 20 to save 20% off site-wide on any products. That's BUMP, 20, B-U-M-P, 20, at hempbombs.com. Uh, you have nothing to lose. I believe they even have a 30-day money-back guarantee. I've used the products for years, and I wouldn't be, tell- I wouldn't be talking about it if I didn't believe in the product, I'll tell you that right now. So go try them out. Um, use my promo code. Save a little bit of cash. You won't regret it. If you've had an experience or an encounter with the unexplained monsters or paranormal that you'd like to share, get a hold of me. You can reach me at thebumppodcast at gmail.com or you can go to thebumppodcast.com and go to the holler at me section and fill out a form and submit it to me and I'll get it that way too. Uh, if it's easier for you to reach me on social media, I'm on pretty much everything. Uh, I still have a, a bump account on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Parlor. Uh, however you want to get a hold of me and, and send me your story, I'll get back in touch with you and we'll set up an interview. I'd love to hear from you. Um, big experiences, small experiences. If it takes two hours or 15 minutes, it don't matter. I want to hear your story, and people want to hear your story. So come out and share with us. Um, Again, it's thebumppodcast at gmail.com for anything you want to talk about. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. 
Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so plugged in. Can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you good. Okay, and I, I kept the lights on in here. That way you can still kind of see me. Okay, so getting to your question, I mean, it's it's a difficult one because we obviously don't know, but I think that spirituality and science, you know, go hand in hand. You really can't have one without the other. And I know some people can't grasp that. They're like, no, it's completely different. You know, they're fighting. And in reality, the farther you go in science, the more you're unable to, or more you're able to kind of uh, understand some of the miracles of the spiritual side. Um, yeah. You know, and especially with uh, quantum physics and, you know, the frequencies that uh, they talk about in there. You know, like some people say that Sasquatch can disappear, you know, right before your eyes. And right. well, we're, we're like, well, what if, they are um, derivative of the fallen angels that came down and uh, contaminated God's creations. And I'm not just talking about like the Nephilim, whereas that's where they mated with the, the human women. I believe in uh, the book of Enoch. It also talks about how they defiled plants and other animals. Yes. And, and, and I'm like, well, what if we take the term angel from biblical and, and uh, religious context and kind of change it to alien or to a celestial being, a higher mm-hmm. being, I mean like a higher frequency. So they, they work um, at a higher frequency. So if they were able to take their DNA as in they are still actually a physical being and the Bible talks about how angels came down and ate with people or wrestled with people. When they're on our plane of existence, they still have to, for the most part, abide by the laws that are preset for our three-dimensional world that we perceive. Um, so that means they change their their vibrational frequency. And so if if Sasquatch or Dogman or some of these other cryptids have that angelic DNA in them, in their makeup, to make them viable. Because a lot of people, they say, well, you, you can't cross a human and an ape and get a viable offspring well not with what we have but what if you know angelic or alien dna with splicing they're able to actually connect those and make a viable offspring that some have more traits of the father you know some of the angelic traits so they can do the uh, infrasound or they can seem to vanish which might just be changing their frequency to a higher plane of existence and they, so they just kind of go in and out of existence and I'm wondering if when we die, since, you know, Christ said, you know, everything that I do, you can do, you know, right. and we all believe, you know, as spiritual individuals that when we die, our bodies, you know, might remain here, but our spirits, you know, move on. And what if our spirits is the higher frequency of ourselves that can go into the other realm and there will be other beings on the other side that we can see then finally well what if some of us that uh, transfer to the other side are able to 
uh, tap into our older frequency and gain partial um, uh, visits here on this plane of existence. And that might be you know, why we see loved ones, why we can sometimes see demons or angels. It's because they right. are able to change their frequency to what we have here on earth. And I'm wondering if that's how a lot of it is tied together is uh, with quantum physics that we can't quite, you know, understand or uh, re replicate in a lab. And that's, I think what gets hard for people is if we can't replicate it in the lab, then how can we prove that it happens or it exists? And, you know, that's where faith comes from. Um, yes. But, you know, the farther we get into science, the more we're going to be able to tap into that, I think. And there's going to be a convergence mm -hmm. of science and spiritualism and I think that's part of the reason why uh, cryptids and and stuff like this has been under wraps is uh, if if we were to bring to light that that there is this other spiritual realm and it's not exactly what some people think or believe, it's going to cause some people to probably go nuts. I mean, right. yeah. if someone wants to tell you, oh yeah, um, angels and demons exist and so do these other creatures, but it's all because they're part of a a higher plane of existence that we just haven't been able to, to tap into yet. I mean, why do you think they uh, have the, uh, oh, what's that, that, that uh, CERN? Was it the, the big machine there? Yeah. Like yes. they're, they're trying to open up portals. They're, they're trying, <laughs> they're trying to reach the other side and, but they, they're trying to keep it under wraps. I mean, I mean, we, we can't say for certain since, you know, we're not over there and investigating and we don't have the degree to understand what they're, you know, putting into the system or how it all works. But I mean, that's kind of what they're, what they're doing. They're like, what was it like a black hole? They said they're trying to open up or create. Yeah, Which, yeah, yeah. something like that. that. That just doesn't sound like a good idea to me, but no, maybe, maybe it's, but maybe it's actually, you know, they're trying to open portals to the other, to the other realm. Um, yeah. We don't know, but I, I think that that's kind of one of the, the key ingredients to this whole equation is the, the frequency. So that's why we can't see beyond the veil is because our physical bodies can only perceive in our three-dimensional range. Yes, I, I love it. I, I think you're, you're probably spot on with all this, man. Um, our bodies... Our, our perception is so limited. I've, I've talked to people before about it, you know, even if, even with just our eyes, because that's how we perceive things, right? We have to see it. Uh, we have a very limited spectrum that we can see through. Uh, something could just be just outside of the spectrum that we can see and it, it's invisible to us. So therefore it don't exist, right? Well, and, <laughs> you know that what I mean? be, and, and that might be why some people say they, might see a spirit or like a shadow figure in the corner of their eyes but when they look they can't see it because right. our the, the cones of our eyes are are so hyper focused you know in front and everything else is kind of diluted in the background on off the side or peripherals and yeah things that we didn't know were there but as soon as we focus on it it's gone yeah yeah i mean i, I think we've all well not maybe not everybody but all of us that are open to this um, and I think that, I think that plays into it too. You know, you got to be open, um, for, to see these things. If you don't want to see it, I guess you just, you may not, unless you get, you know, just smacked with it, but, you know, you know and, uh, oh, go ahead. 
No, I was going to say, yeah, we, we all see these you know, shadow beings or whatever you want to call it. That, that, that quick little blurb, you know, from one doorway to the next in the corner of your eye or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, that something shoot across the floor, you know, those, those kind of things. And I think you're right. And it's, it's on the, our perceptions. And I was going to add, um, you know, I've, I've heard before that some people theorize that uh, people that usually have had some form of near-death experience um, or encounter uh, tends to bring them a little bit closer to the veil and they tend to be able to have more experiences, almost like since they were closer to death, they're, they're able to perceive uh, the, the veil a little bit thinner. And so yeah. they seem to have more occurrences and, I, and I'm, I'm not a no I'm not anybody you know I, I can't say oh I was hiking a trail and I saw this you know 10 foot tall Sasquatch growling at me and throwing rocks at me I mean that hasn't happened but you know I've seen stuff that I'm like well when I go back and think about it and do some measuring I'm like what else could it be you know when we yeah. have you know evidence that we can go back to the same area and whatever is there or was there isn't there but when we go to measure it's way too big to be a normal, you know, creature. Um, yeah. I, when I was, when I was, I think one, um, my mom was going to have her mom watch me and she'd got into the car. Um, and my grandpa was uh, backing up or moving his, his tow truck. And uh, I guess I'd gotten away from my grandma and she thought I was going outside to be with my mom. So, you know, communication there, you know, really kind of put me in a dire spot. Well, I guess according to my mom, I had crawled right in front of my my grandpa's uh, wrecking truck, you know, his, his tow truck, and he didn't notice me. I'm one years old and I'm sitting up. She said that his front bumper pushed me down and the front wheel, as he was turning, completely missed me. And then the back tires, the, the dual, you know, duly set tires in the back completely missed me. You know, that, you know, when a, when a truck like that is turning, you know, they, they come to a pinching point where the tires are going to cross. And yeah. I guess I was uh, in that, that you know, outside that, that crosshair range just by a smidgen. Oh, so wow. I, I should have died then. Um, and then there was, a, there was a point where my older sister and I was at a different babysitter's and we were running and it was winter time. We were trying to race each other. And I think the babysitter up uh, the driveway to her house. Well, I slipped and fell, and uh, if, it, if my sister hadn't grabbed me and pulled me back, my babysitter would have ran me over with her van. Um, so that was another close call. Yeah. And uh, moving from Nebraska back to Montana, uh, my buddy and I were in my old 84 Dodge Diplomat, which is a vehicle my dad left me when he passed away. Um, we were coming into a, a valley on one of the um, interstate roads and I'm like you know what I'm going to try and save a little bit of fuel from this beast and I'm going to put it in neutral right well what happens what happens it stalls which means there's no power brakes there's no power steering I have a 600 foot drop on the left side of me and I have Mm -hmm. an 18 wheeler that's loaded on the right side of me and we're going through this windy down uh, pass so I somehow had to muster the, the strength to be able to go around these curves going 70, 80, 90, because my, my, my uh, speedometer was climbing. And oh I got, like I said, I got a semi on one side and, and a cliff on the other. Either one, if I hadn't been able to uh, 
uh, steer this this boat, uh, yeah. I would have been crushed and mangled, or you know, did a Dukes of Hazard where, you know, the good old boys didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, there, there's there's been a few times where I probably you know came close to death, and you know maybe it's just you know our guardian angels you know watching out for us and maybe that's what it was and uh you know and i've seen a couple of those too in fact i'll get into that in this spiritual in this spiritual uh segment um but i I think that's what it was you know some people they like oh that was lucky it's like well was it really luck i mean you should have died right but or at least in at least been severely injured or mangled you know at the very least um um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's tie that into, uh, the, the spiritual side of things. Cause, uh, I, I consider paranormal and spiritual two different aspects because, you know, as with paranormal, it's weird things that you can't explain that are oftentimes creepy and whereas yeah. spiritual, at least in a Christian point of view, it can be one of these aha moments, you know, an alleluia wake up moment. And, right, I've, yeah. and I've lived through a few of those. Um, so we'll, we'll start off with uh, my, my wife right now. Uh, we were dating, we'd gotten engaged and uh, you know, our lifestyle, we weren't being the most Christian at the, at the time. Um, you know, we were kind of trying out that, that whole uh, like swingers or whatever lifestyle. And, you know, I don't suggest it for everybody, you know, some people, you know, that's what they do and I'm not going to judge them for it. You know, we tried it and you know, it was fun for a bit, but it obviously wasn't what God wanted. And he right. let us know, you know, in the harshest way that I could really think. No. So, <laughs> so uh, she was working at an Applebee's restaurant and uh, she was talking with one of the, the cooks in the back there. She was a hostess. And uh, her and this guy, they started kind of having feelings for each other. I mean, obviously, she didn't tell me, oh, hey, I have feelings for this other guy. You know, she's trying to play everything like it's all cool, whatever. Well, they were talking, and they started having feelings for each other. And uh, that was like around Thanksgiving, I want to say four years ago, 2016. So, yeah. And uh, by Christmas time, it became official. You know, right before Christmas, she was like, I, I want to try and see where this other guy leads. You know, I'm sorry, but I, I don't love you anymore. I want to try being with this other guy. And, you know, Christmas time can be, you know, a dark, cold and painfully depressive time anyway. You know, you've got so yeah. much. You got so much you know going on you, you don't get as much rest you know your sanity goes out the window with the holiday rush and then i got this uh this big old burden of oh hey oh here here's that a uh, ten thousand dollar ring you gave me um i'm going to try it with somebody else and uh so like i said that that dealt me a blow that i didn't see coming and i mean nobody really does i mean we, we get to that point we don't really foresee it coming unless there's obvious signs right and well she didn't have a place to go and he was living with a, a friend um who was a, a youth pastor and his father that lived on the property was a, a pastor himself well 
so she couldn't go move in with him and she didn't have anywhere else to go. And so she just moved all her stuff to the far bedroom at the end of the trailer that we were living in. And the kids kind of got stuck in the small bedroom by themselves. And I mean, they were younger, so it wasn't as big of a deal, but um, I mean, she would bring him over, you know, I would hear some stuff and nobody wants to hear that. Um, but when I would make breakfast or cook dinner or lunch or something and he was over, you know, I, I was like, what would Jesus do? He would, he would still love them anyway. And so I served them first. You know, oh, I, wow. I, I tried, I tried to make sure that, you know, they were taken care of before myself because at that time, I mean, I was broken. So I was like, well, what's the point? Let's go ahead and make sure they're taken care of. Um, and, you know, the guy tried to act all buddy-buddy with me. And he was like, oh, you know, I didn't want this. You know, it was all her. She wanted. And it's like, well, it takes two to tango, buddy. I mean, I didn't say that. But it's like, it takes two. You, you, you can say no a thousand times. You know, you don't just go, oh, no, okay. Um, but I, I, I decided I was going to see what about him and uh, the, the, the spiritual life he was living was so enticing. And so I, I uh, stopped going to my church. Uh, I was raised LDS Mormon. And uh, so I started uh, going over and seeing what, what hit, uh, the pastor there was about uh, and great guy. And, you know, it worked for the ARC missions ministry. Um, and uh, it was a basement church. So the basement of the house was, was their sanctuary. And uh, that's where they're, they, they had everything set up. Um, well, obviously at night I would cry myself to sleep. I'd cry while I was praying. And after, I want to say about two months um, a after this, uh, I'll call it a betrayal, but in, in, in hindsight, we were both, we actually both went through some pain and suffering. Uh, hers, she didn't show it as much you know, because she was with somebody else. But about two months after this, uh, during one night when I had some meditation and spiritual music playing on my phone, and I was crying and I was praying, you know, about an hour in, uh, and, you know, I know it's crazy, you know, who, who sits there and prays for an hour? But, you know, I felt like my entire world was ripped from underneath me at yeah, that man. point. You know, her and the kids, you know, you know, basically not mine anymore. I heard this voice in my head and it's it, you know, obviously wasn't an audible voice. It's not like somebody was whispering in my ear, but there was a voice in my head and it wasn't mine. And this voice said in this calming tone, basically said, give her time, just wait. She will come back, but you have to let her go and give it time. Mm -hmm. And obviously I don't understand that you're, you're, you're hurting. How does that make sense? How do you let somebody go and let them do what they're going to do and things will be okay? But that next Sunday, I went to the church and the, uh, the pastor um, had come up to me after service and he's like, Michael, um, you have to let her go. She has to go on this journey without you but like a boomerang, she will come back to you. You just have to give her time. And so that was, you know, uh, account of second witness that the spirit had revealed. You know, the, the yeah. pastor didn't know everything that was going on. Um, 
in fact, later, um, I think that week, she had told me that the pastor went up to her and said, Kimberly, you need to set aside some of your selfishness and make sure he's okay. He wants to kill himself. And that was so weird because I hadn't expressed that to the pastor. Uh, And I hadn't expressed it to her. Um, So I'm going to shut the door here. Um, You know, that's something I kept to myself, but I mean, obviously a lot of people at this point probably would have, you know, off themselves or drank themselves into oblivion or, or something done something destructive. You know, I, I don't smoke. I don't drink. I've never drank and I've never touched any narcotics or illegal substances. I just haven't. And I refuse to. And part of that is because I believe that um, inebriates you to the point where you are not in control of your spiritual self. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'll call, I'll get into that in just a minute. But so I'm completely sober and I don't tell anybody that, you know, I was wanting to off myself, but here the pastor goes up to her without me knowing saying, Hey, you need to make sure that he's okay. And that just kind of baffled me. So that's a, yeah. another, another uh, prophetic word from the spirit. Um, uh, let me see here. There was one Sunday where I, I brought my oldest biological son and he's a special needs kid. Um, I mean, he, he's just this medical marvel, really. There's, I mean, he has a congenital heart disease. Um, his heart is all funky. He only has two valves instead of, uh, or two chambers instead of four. So they had to reroute the, the plumbing for that. And along with that, he has heterotaxy syndrome. So all his organs are on the opposite side. Well, he also has an enlarged head and an enlarged pineal gland, which you know, I wonder if he sees spiritual beings because he has that wow. enlarged pineal gland in the center of his brain. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he'd uh, he'd walked up the stairs to the to the door you know, from the sanctuary up to the door, and as soon as he got to the top step, I mean, I was at the bottom watching him. It's like he froze, like he stood up straight and fell backwards. So as soon as he got out of the safety of the sanctuary, the chapel, I feel like he was able to be attacked. He stood up yeah. straight and fell backwards. And I watched him tumble, you know, head over heels. I watched his neck kind of twist and turn as he was landing on these hardwood steps. And uh, I caught him on the like second to last step. Um, and it was, as a, as a father, just hard to watch. I'm, I'm sure you could understand. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, I mean, I was just upset as all get out. And uh, I, I grabbed him in my arms. And uh, I mean, obviously, I was distraught, basically in tears, because, you know, my special needs baby, um, he's he's injured. I mean, he's screaming and crying. He was only, I want to say, like, let's see, this was three three four years ago so yeah he would have been about four years old you know i'll do that in a second we're almost done and uh so i'm holding him in my arms and he's crying i'm crying and the the pastor comes up to me and he's like you need to take him into that room over there and he points to uh uh like the uh the room where they have beverages and stuff like that and uh he's like you need to pray over him right now 
but he's going to be okay. This is going to be a spiritual time for you again, but you need to go pray. So I, I did as he uh, uh, suggested, yeah. uh, knowing that it was going to be something from the spirit. So I brought my son into the other room. He's still screaming and crying. And I pray out over him. And, uh, you know, like I said, his neck was twisting and bending as he was hitting these hardwood stairs. I prayed over him and I brought him upstairs and I checked him out. He didn't have a bump on him. No injuries wow. whatsoever. Nothing. And I mean, he's only progressed to be, you know, much better at speaking and walking and all that stuff uh, on his own. Right. And so, like I said, I watched him. He should have been injured. Maybe not yeah. dead, but he should have been injured. Right. But he got up and he, and he was fine. Um, and then the guy that she uh, left me for, um, you know, as they went about their their dating, uh, he'd got his little RV camper hauled you know, away from the pastor and the pastor's son, and she moved in with him. And as their relationship progressed. I mean, I could feel the darkness enveloping him. Yeah. Um, another coworker of theirs tried uh, saying that I did, like, like that I cheated on her and I was being terrible to her. And he tried casting uh, a spell on me, a, a hex, basically, because he said he was a hedge witch. Well, the night oh, that wow. he had, you know, the night that he'd cast the spell against me, I said, I rebuke it in the name of Christ, because whom I serve is higher than the witch order that you do. And that night, I was fine, but she had gotten severely ill. Mm. And so I think it couldn't latch on to me or the kids because I right. said no. But her right. not wanting to do anything with me, and she kept that door open with him, and he was getting darker, it attached to her. Yep. And um, I mean, she eventually got better, but it was just funny that that night she got severely ill. Mm -hmm. But continuing on, uh, the guy got darker and darker and uh there was one one i mean he got to the point where he couldn't come into my trailer like and he couldn't look me in the eye when he was talking to me and so uh, there was one time he did come in and uh he he looked at mine and my wife's daughter um i adopted her but he looked at her and he's like hey tell him the dream you had the last night and she was only I was here seven or eight at the time and she looked at me and she's like i had a dream that the devil killed you he stabbed you dad oh. and 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 uh and the guy she was with he's still not looking up at me he's like it wasn't a dream it's gonna happen it's for real and and i was like yeah, well honey i was like it it was a dream and i i deny it i deny that satan has power over me for i right. serve god and you know but when when he was trying to tell me this like it's a prophecy it wasn't like it was him talking to me it wasn't the same guy his voice was deep and raspy right. you know and like when he, when he was saying you know he's more of a tenor um maybe baritone but he's he's more like a lower tenor but it was a deep raspy voice, you know, it was like a, like, it's true. The devil's going to kill you, you know, kind of thing. And it's, it was just so weird, but he just, his problem is he 
kept going to the bottle and to pills and to weed and just not being sober, it opened him up to spiritual attachments. And he opened the door by uh, contacting a guy that, you know, kind of delved with satanic stuff um, mm -hmm. that the pastor had to kick out of the church years before down in Florida. I mean, this guy was like 300 pounds and the pastor is only like 150 soaking wet, but he physically was able to throw him out because, <sighs> because, you know, God versus Satan, who's going to win? Exactly. exactly. Every time, buddy, every time. But yeah, I mean, the guy stood up and started you know, shouting blasphemies against God and against the pastor. And, and so the pastor, you know, was able to ex escort him out of the, of the building. But, uh, this guy had gotten in contact uh, with the guy that she left me with and they were in, in, uh, in conversations back and forth. And uh, the pastor told me that uh, this guy that he had to throw out since he had those ties with Satan and made a deal with Satan that he was able to uh, astral project. And he feels like he's been astral projecting and influencing this, this, this gentleman that she had left me for. Um, oh, so wow. we think that, we think that was kind of part of it. it was just slowly poisoning of the mind and trying to oppress him. Um, yeah. But he, he eventually moved, took our daughter to Missouri and ended up physically assaulting her a little bit and got put in jail. And the daughter was uh, taken by uh, my sister-in-law now down to Texas. And then of course we got her back. And about that time, uh, like prophesied uh, she came back to me and we've uh, been together ever since we had wow. a baby got married uh, moved around a few times just to you know keep things fresh right yeah well, man if you went through all that together there's nothing you can't face now you know yeah and you know and it's sometimes i have to tell myself because it's not always easy even you know love it's it's not easy you have to make a conscious effort to try because there's always going to be something trying to get in the way that's it always so so i mean there's times where i'm like you know you know maybe this other female might look good but you didn't go through hell just to uh leave the woman you love to be with somebody else just because it seems like it's easier you know right life isn't easy but you got to fight for it and it's going to be worth it so that's right that's right you got to put in the effort every day Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's, it sounds like you're a, you know, you're an amazing man, Michael. I'll tell you that. Uh, what my wife says. <laughs> I, honestly, you know, I, I love my wife with all my heart and you never know what you'll do until you're in that situation. But it seems to me that, you know, over breakfast, I think, uh, I don't think I could have handled myself as, uh, as Christ-like as you did in those moments, man. I, I probably would have, uh, I probably would have caught charges to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the normal reaction, but I, I, I just had to prove to myself that I, I was better than that. You know, I'm a, a spiritual son of God and that that's right. he would not want me to assault another person being, you know, petty. Um, but right. like I said, the, the, uh, the spirit whispered that she'd come back, that she was meant to be with me. And that's, what I had to do, I had to go through with being humble. And I think that was the big thing was humility. You know, like I said, we, we were in this kind of open relationship and that's not what God wills. 
And so he had to break that curse and humble us. And like I said, she went through some mental and spiritual abuse being with the guy over the time. She didn't tell anybody. She didn't let on about it. But since we got back together, she's like, it was terrible. And the longer we were together, the worse it got. You know, he got worse and nothing seemed to go right. And mm. so, but, you know, she's she's stubborn. You know, she's one of those people that you tell her, like, hey, go do this. She's going to give you the burden, do the opposite. You know, that's, just <laughs> how, that's how she is. But, you know, there's, there's a part of her that's just so beautiful that I just, I had to, you know, stay with it yeah so well thank god you did yeah so oh but i I think that's probably about the end of it was there anything else that uh you wanted to ask me well Well, you uh uh, you said you've seen angels angels, right right? um well I, i had a a prophetic word given to me that I would see celestial beings. And of course, when I was younger, I thought that meant just seeing angels. But, you know, as I, like I said, I think the angelic DNA, DNA kind of ties a lot of this stuff in. And, uh, and, and I might be able to see more spiritual beings. But I think when, when the prophecy was given, I'm going to see celestial beings. It could, you know, open up to even Sasquatch, really. If they yeah. have a little bit of that celestial DNA in them, right. um, and I, I don't want to say that I have necessarily seen an, an angel per se, but you know, I've right. I've definitely been in situations where you know, like I said, things shouldn't you know have happened the way they did, or, or I, I shouldn't be alive because of the way things happened. Right. But right. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I think it was just the angels that we can't see that help us get through some of those situations. I agree. I think you definitely have, you bore witness to it at least, you know, that's for sure. And, and, and I, I will testify to anybody. I mean, I don't go around preaching the word, even though, you know, Christ says we should go to be fishers of men. You know, when I see somebody bad mouthing Christ uh, on Facebook, I will usually pipe up and say something and I'll be like, yeah, you too. don't have to believe me. I was like, but, I have experienced things that science and reason cannot, you know, answer for me. And there's only one other answer. And that is he, you know, God, the father. That's right. That's right. right. And, you know, I I think about the platform that, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to have with this podcast. And I know a lot of people that listen to it probably aren't Christian or they're, you know, they, they're not here to listen to that. But, but I can't help it. it. You know, half my episodes, I wind up talking about, you know, the power of Jesus and, you know, God. And that's just, that's just who I am. And if it'll help one person, I don't care if I take off 10,000 people. If, if it helps one person, then this whole thing's worth it, you know? So I appreciate you for telling your testimony, man. No, and it's just like, you know, Tony Merkel, you know, he says the same thing. He's like, you know, there's a lot of be, there's going to be a lot of people that are pissed off. I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about, you know, you know, the spiritual realm, but you know, I, that's who I am. You know, that's, that's who, I've, who I've grown to be. You know, you, you can't, you know, say, you know, it for sure until you've hit that point where you know it for sure. And yeah, absolutely. I've been there. So, yeah. yeah. And, and God blesses me every single day. I mean, 
today or yesterday I woke up to blessings. Uh, it's every day. There's something to be thankful for. And so if I don't at least give that lip service, you know, you know to, to thank him, then I'm, why am I here? <laughs> you know? Yep. Yep. So, all right. Um, so any, anything else before we get out of here? Michael, I, I guess that's it, buddy. I, I really appreciate it. Um, this, we've had a, a, a full circle of conversation here. We started off with Sasquatch, ended with God. I don't know how it could get any better than that. <laughs> I, I, I really appreciate you, man, for coming on. Uh, I'm sorry it took me so long to, to sit down with you. Life is just a little crazy, especially around the holidays. Amen. And uh, it, it was well worth the wait, though. I, I really appreciate this conversation. Well, thank you. And to, to the other listeners, I guess the reason why I came out and got onto your show was to to show that I, I'm not somebody that had uh, such profound uh, encounters uh, or stories, um, but I still, looking back, was able to pinpoint a couple of them that were so abnormal that, you know, they're, they're worth, you know, a show. So all you that think you might have seen an angel or a demon or a Sasquatch, an alien, you know, just think about different points of your life where it seems like something supernatural has touched you in one way or another. And you'd be surprised at how much of your life has actually been touched on a spiritual level. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm nobody. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a rich person. I just provide for my family and that's actually all I want. I don't want to be rich and famous because that gets people too, you know, high and mighty. Then they forget their neighbor who helped them out when they were, you know, in need and i don't want to be that person i want to be the person that pulls over and helps change a tire for just some single mother with kids that can't get someone to answer their phone i want to be the guy that can hand somebody 20 bucks that obviously needs a meal you know i, I want to be that kind of person i don't want to forget what it means to be human or a son of god that's right perfectly said perfectly said okay so just stay humble. That's right. That's right. Stay humble. Michael, I appreciate you, man. Be careful out there. I know you're getting ready to take off down the road. Um, yep. Thank you so much. Thank you for the show. Stay in touch with me. Keep hollering at me on Facebook. Um, and I'll be praying for you and yours, all right? And, and thank you. And same to you. And I'll, I'll pray that if there's any spiritual entity that might have filtered through into your house because of, the, you know, your podcast, that, that maybe it'll uh, – find a different route and go away <laughs> thank, thank you. you amen to that <laughs> all right <laughs> that's it for this week guys i hope you enjoyed the show if you need to catch up on past episodes you can go to the bumppodcast.com click on the episode tab and find every episode that i've done on there also on the home page you'll find links to a teespring and Redbubble for my merch i got tons of different designs you can order them through there on just about anything you want. So go check that out. You can also find a link to my YouTube channel from there where I have videos and bonus content uh, that you don't want to miss. There's some, there's some pretty good stuff on there that goes along with the shows that we do. And lastly, I have opened up an Etsy store since I can't do shows or conventions or anything right now. Um, go to the Etsy store and anything that I would sell at a vendor's table, I'm going to put on there. 
So any support I can get really helps out. It goes a long way. It keeps me from having to open up a Patreon or make some of this like a members only thing. So all the support I can get, I really appreciate. So again, thank you for listening and don't stop believing.